Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. If you're a neighborhood podcaster, animal caretaker, dinosaur enthusiast, toy unboxer, video game streamer, all the jazz like that. <sighs> Uh, we have another episode of the Comic Chronicle podcast. Today we have on colorist Marisa Luis is on the show today. We talk about all sorts of stuff. Being a colorist, what it entails, you know, chasing dreams, uh, motivation in dreams to say the least too. Uh, we talk about our grandmother who was helping people escape from war in Europe at 80 years old. That's a hell of a story. Uh, and a lot of like inspirational, motivational stuff this episode. And a few jokes too along the way. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode of Marissa. Uh, Welcome, guys. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you guys subscribe for new episodes, hopefully every week. And, of course, that is on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys listen to your podcasts these days. Make sure you tune in to my live stream on every week on Twitch, CoderX97, and YouTube channel, where the podcast goes as well. But also my video games, uh, dinosaur stuff, toys, all the jazz like that is Dakota Morgan on YouTube. It's a lot. I know. I know. I know. But, hey. It's all worth it in the end, folks. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. And yeah, without me just rambling on for any more, let's dive into this fun conversation with Marissa. Second to do its thing. My roommate has a kitten who is currently biting me. Oh, currently so... biting <laughs> Oh, so... we, we are recording this, you know, but it's, uh, but <laughs> it's, it's, is it like a young kitten? Oh, yeah, he's a, uh... ah. yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, he's, uh, oh my gosh, he's nine, nine, eight or nine weeks old. Eight or nine? Oh, that's, yeah. that's adorable. He's that's, very cute. That's past, I think that's past the bottle feeding, though. Yeah, he is, yeah, that's... he is on hard food, but he's, uh, he's, he's a little wild. Still got that nibbling. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, I love it, I love it. I mean, like. One of the things I mentioned that on the show before, like one of the things I do when I'm not writing comic books is like I work with exotic animals and I work with animals like cats and dogs and shit, too. So like, I, I love it so much. And I bottle feeding kittens. It's it's a little bit of work, especially because you got to warm it up and stuff. But I love kittens so much. <laughs> so I really do. They're very soft. <laughs> yes, they are. They like and it's they're so cute and like I'm looking over at my cat now he's just like a chonk and sleeping in his bed there's a little like unicorn hut at the moment but like I, I, I miss those days where they're like yeah like yeah 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 you feel like you could break them and then like they grow up and they're like you are death to me human like oh that's fair like I, like, I, like if you don't feed me I will like cut you in your sleep alright fair enough uh, all my kitties are just like sweet little cuddle buns man oh yeah like, he is too he is too don't get me wrong on that <laughs> one but he's when it comes to the food he uh, he he's also a rescue pedro is he was rescued he's missing parts of his ear he has oh. only four teeth left like he i rescued him at an old hospital he used to work at because he was left there and he was boarded um it was an oncology center he didn't have, he never had cancer but it was like he was just abandoned there so they're like okay let's take him so I took him home when I left that hospital to go to exotics and yeah, he's, he, I love him to death. Like he did. I do want to say is I think I've never talked about it. Is you ever had a cat like attack you? Well, not attack you, but just jump on you when you're sleeping. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Terrifying experience I had the other week. The, tell me if this has ever happened to you. Cause it's never happened to even cat owner, like other cat owners I know. So I'm just sitting there sleeping. I got to get up for work in a couple hours. And, and I, it was around five o'clock in the morning my cat jumped on me but his nails were like not not too long and they went into right next to my jugular on my neck and sliced me and then he went down a little bit 
this is a big size cat. And he went down and I just woke up thinking someone was cutting my throat. Oh, oh, my like, oh my god! Like it was the most horrible. Like the, I've had some scary experiences in my life, but that, that scared the shit. Was like, <gasps> and I just like woke up. All right, and I was bleeding on the neck. The cat was scared shitless. I comforted him. I gave him a hug. He's like, "What did I do?" And I'm like, "Oh my god! I got like all this blood on my neck." My girlfriend's sleeping through the whole damn thing. <laughs> and it was like, didn't wake up at all. I'm like, "Oh, that's good to know that I could die in my sleep." Yeah, cat owning is fun, folks. They are. You know, I I stand by the assessment that no animal is ever truly domesticated. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I work with I 100 percent agree with that. People like I don't. Oh, those those are even cat. partially domesticated. No, I you can do a two percent, and I and I'm still a little bit worrisome on there. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's but, too strong. A little bit, a little bit, but I mean. You were mentioning beforehand about deadlines. I know that's been kind of like the big thing going on with a lot of people right now. It's it's it is the deadline season. It seems like. Oh, it's always the deadline season. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a let up during Corona because a lot of business slowed down, so yeah. like nobody was like really pushing super hard for anything. But now it's just back to normal, which is nonstop deadlines. It's true. I mean, I'm in a spot right now with my company, SGGS, where we're about to launch a bunch of stuff. So they're like, okay, you have a bunch in the backlog. You're okay for a little bit. So I'm like, awesome. But those, I, over the years, the deadlines have absolutely just, to me, they're, um, I like, they, they make you, what's the best way you think you would find them? Or so like, I, I, I love them because they get us to work, but like, they're also not your best friend. I mean, for me, I, I like, well, when I was in art school, I had a, a really hard time, like, assessing when something was done, right? Especially, like, I was trained as a painter, and it's not like you oh. can undo the last stroke, right? You have to scrape the whole thing off. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so it was very easy for me to noodle too long. Um, mm. And the thing I like about deadlines is, like, I just, I have to set an amount of time that I work on something and then that's it and then it's yeah. done <laughs> which is I good I mean that, like that lines keep... <laughs> yeah I mean they keep us going though and like they're they're almost a goal I agree with that like if you don't have that deadline then you're just sitting there like as a writer I'm just sitting there I'm re-editing stuff and I'm like taking forever on a one script and I'm just like oh my god like wait like oh I want to change this but with a deadline you're like Okay, this is the goal. I gotta make this goal here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you were trying to be a painter though, or you went to school for it? Yeah, I went to school for painting. Um, but I really hated the gallery scene. Um, mm. It's like uh... it's bougie, one might say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like diplomatic ways to put this, oh. but. You don't want to offend. I don't think anybody from the gala scene is listening to the show. I will be honest. Uh, but you never know. You never know. That's true. All we that have to true. do is like say Elon Musk, and he'll name search himself, and then be sending rude letters. Oh, it's true. It is. It's. It's. It is fair. I. I. Oh, I've said good things about HBO before on this mm -hmm. show, and I was like, yeah, HBO. And I shit you not, it was. Two weeks later, I got an email asking if one of their uh, one of the actresses from Doom Patrol can come out of the show because they listened to the show and thought it was good. I'm like, what? 
You want a one now? <laughs> not who wrong, wasn't Ariana. listening? I, I don't know who it was. I guess it was the, like the right agent or something like that because it wasn't the actress. Uh, it was a girl who plays Dorothy in Doom Patrol. Like she, I'm drawing a blank oh. on her name, which is atrocious. Oh. She's such a sweetheart. She really is. Like she's her and I geeked over theater because her and I did theater growing up. Like so, we really mm. geeked out about that. That's fine. Yeah, like you just you never know. And then I think I mentioned Fox once on the show, and then I had one of them come on for one of their Marvel shows. So it's just you never know. Yeah, you never know who's listening. That's no. why the the old saying used to be uh, between you, me, and the wall. And I always liked that oh. one. But since I talk mostly online now, I uh, the the phrase I use now is between you, me, and the CIA. Yeah. You're not wrong. I just, I got the one where it's like I'm always like thanks NSA for whenever like anything good happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People look at you like you're nuts, and I'm like, wow, you guys have no concept of how things work these days, do you? <laughs> like, uh, and they're like, yeah, it's a joke, right? I I met somebody once, and this this may seem like controversial shit. Maybe I don't know. I met somebody once, and they said they're like, oh yeah, the jokes about the NSA. I never understand that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I never understood about them, like, listening and stuff. They don't do that. They wouldn't dare do that. I'm like, oh, oh really? This person, by the way, was in their 30s. <laughs> they made it to the 30s. I don't know how. Like, it, it really, like, I just, concept of reality, people. Like, Dave and Joker, I watched the trailer for Bright, uh, the Bright prequel coming out. Did you know, you remember that one on Netflix from a couple uh, years ago? Nope. It was uh, Will Smith. It was, like, a... Medieval like creatures in our world and modern times and the stuff. Oh right, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was like a prequel to that. And I remember them always saying they're like, "Oh, the NSA got a pin," and people were like, "Oh, that's what we're doing because the NSA would be listening to the phones." I'm like, "Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, even in that world." Oh god, but yeah, but comics. <laughs> yeah. A much lighter topic. Yeah, right. Like a much lighter topic, comics. But yeah, I mean, oh. We should make it clear, though, and for people maybe who don't know listening, uh, what is it that you exactly do in comics? I am a colorist. Uh, so that is the person who adds the color to the line art. I did not know until I was in my 20s that that was a job. So mm. I will excuse people for not knowing that. Um, I thought I really did think the, the line artist had to do everything. Really? And that's why I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna make comics. <laughs> you were like, you were like, no, that's a lot of work. Too much work, yeah. Um, People do it though. I don't. They're to me, that's insane. Yeah. yeah, it's a ton of work. Um, but like, like I said, I was trained as a painter, so it's not like I don't have an illustration background, which is like much more efficient drawing. I have an incredibly inefficient process. <laughs> so, really. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Make well, mistakes mean, until something works. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the beauty of our. I think that's like how we all do things. We just make mistakes until something works. Yeah, and like especially in in painting, like novelty and reexamining themes are really important. Um, so like you don't necessarily like if something works. I'm not super driven to repeat it. I I mean I'm driven to like explore what different ways I can do it, hmm. but I'm I'm very rarely like, oh this works, I'll keep doing this. I'm like, oh this works, we'll see how I can mess it up. 
She's a great you're plant. Very, you're very honest, though, Marissa, with yourself. You really are. <laughs> like, you're 100% honest with yourself. You're like, I'll mess it up. It's fine. It's like, it's that's fine. why people, yeah, like, that'd be fine. It's, I, I'm not I, running a nuclear reactor. I'm just drawing. Yeah, right? It's like, like, I mean, to, to some people, though, that's like running a nuclear reactor. It, I, people are like, to me, honestly, I am one of those people because I write, but for people who do anything with drawing, like, I just look at you guys like gods. I've said it for three years of doing this fucking show. <laughs> you guys are the magicians of Doctor Strange, whatever, constant, whatever you want to say. Like, I don't know how you do it. I really don't know how you take my shitty words. I, even Paul, my artist, he takes my shitty words. And makes them into something. I'm like, how does he do this? How does he translate? Just do do it and make mistakes until you know what you're doing. <laughs> it's really you a shirt. <laughs> I would buy that shirt. <laughs> Life making mistakes till you get it right. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it. I mean, and that was like one of the big liberating things uh, that I learned in college is that like you can make mistakes. You can throw away sketches. Like you don't. Mm. Perfection gets in, and you know, Steve Lieber, I'm sure you've, you've heard of him yeah. uh, or talked to him, um, but he like, uh, he'll often talk about how <laughs> getting it done in perfection or at odds, which is really true. Like, yeah. Especially like, I find that with, if you don't give yourself room to make mistakes, it's really easy to get hung up in the idea stage. And then mm. instead of, like, actually making the thing, you're so hung up on, like, trying to make it right that you just end up never making it. But the That's only way true. you can see if it works is you have to make it and you have to make those mistakes. Otherwise, you just, it like, it, <laughs> you can't test it, you know, without ex it existing. Exactly. Like, so many people are like, I want to draw and or I want to write, but they never do it. Yeah. And it, it's like, oh, I want to do it, but they never, like, take, I think... That's like the biggest step. It was for me. I don't know if it was for you. Um, it, it was for people I've talked to in the past and some friends of mine in the business, like who've done a lot of shit. Like they're like the biggest step to like creating is actually doing it. Yeah. But once you do it, it's just from there. It's easy as hell. Yeah, it's like getting up in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> once you're the out from under the covers, <laughs> it's all. Yeah, well, but then you get that time where you're sitting up in bed and you're like, God, oh, do I want to do work today? <laughs> like, do, do I want to go in? Do, do, do I want to start up the computer? Like, oh. This, oh. Is, this is one of the things, like, I talk about a lot is um, mm. there's something called studio practice that you learn if you go to an art school, like a good art school. Um, you learn about what's called studio practice, and it's mm. basically the way to motivate yourself to go into the studio when all you want to do is lay in bed. It's like oh. super valuable. <laughs> yeah, that was that day one of school because <laughs> it feels like a day one of school thing. Like, here's to motivate yourself because you're gonna need it. Oh man, I I will say, uh, I tried to cheap out on college, um, and I went to community <laughs> college first, uh -huh. thinking that all the foundational work would be the same. Now, to a degree, it was, right? Like, they did teach us the basics of color theory, and they taught us how to mix paint and stuff like that. But, like, the difference in intensity of the college I ended up going to in my community college was, like, just worlds apart, right? Because, like, at community college, you're just like, here's how you do it. Do whatever. It doesn't matter if you do a good job. Just get it done, right? 
Uh, but like at Pratt, when I got there and I started seeing people's foundational work, I was like so mad at myself for skipping that. And apparently it's like one of the hardest tiers of uh, Pratt is like the entry level because that's when the the admitted class gets halved. Oh. And then and then every year following that, it's like quartered. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> intensive. Oh, I, I there's only a few people I've ever talked to and know personally that have ever done art school before. Mm -hmm. I, I've known people who've taught it, but I'm not like to go to it too. Like, never really got into detail about it. That sounds intense. This is coming from the guy who knows doctors who have been to like medical school. And this, honestly, art school sounds intense as shit because I, honestly, it sounds almost, I will go on record and say almost more intense because you got to come up with it from your head and you're drawing and whatnot. Like, I say this, and I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna have some people come down to my throat. Um, but oh, Jesus! All right, they're both equally difficult, but art school seems tough too. Like it seems extremely difficult. I mean, like, but not all art schools are created equal. Much like all medical mm. schools aren't created equal. That's like um, when I went to a campus tour. One of the reasons, and this will tell you a lot about my personality. Um, <laughs> Uh, when I when I was looking at different art schools I wanted to go to, when I went to Pratt, I went during midterms, and there was just bodies littered everywhere. Like it just, <laughs> it just looked like an apocalypse. And I asked people what was going on, and and they they were like, oh yeah, all those people just finished their midterms and fell asleep where they were. Oh, holy I was shit. like, oh, this is the school for me. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You're <laughs> like these people are honest and true to themselves. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a bunch of lunatics. I want to go here. It's like, well, I feel at home with my family now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it, I mean, it was great for me. And I was fortunate enough to get a lot of scholarships and, and things like that. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I was very fortunate. Um, and my my mom, she does pediatric rehabilitation. Oh, shit. So she, she would always tell me stories about going to medical school and, like, she said they'd sleep with the cadavers just because, like, they'd be working so late. It was one of the few places to lay down. They just, like, sleep with the cadavers. And I was like, okay, so my school was intense, but I wasn't sleeping <laughs> with the cadavers. Jeez. Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There is the most badass thing, though. I don't, did you ever hear about colleges in Norway? No. Colleges, I found this out from a friend of mine that I work with. He's a, a veterinarian. He went to school in Britain, and he was going to school, and you know he wanted to go to school in Europe. And I was like, all right. He's an older guy. And he said, you know, I want. I looked into Norway, and Norway gave you a, a, a gift if once you graduate. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, colleges, they do. Or education systems, whatever they call it there. And what they do is they give you a sword. What? I shit you not. I'm like, man, I have I have failed my whole life because I have, like, I, I could die happy. Like, I went to college and got this broadsword. Like, holy shit. Yeah, I want a sword. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you feel gypped. We're like, you're like, I, I completed high school. Do I get a dagger? Well, actually, sounds yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> not no, in America. Let's not, <laughs> no. let's not give teens daggers. <laughs> no. No, I, honestly, I can see why in America they don't give us swords because I have a strange feeling the 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 parties afterward would be a very intense. Norway, you keep doing you. Yeah, like what happened? Well, someone got really drunk with a sword and tried eating a sword. It didn't really work out too well. Did you ever um, have you ever been to like those 
carnival acts in uh oh in, like, Coney Island. not in coney island i went to a heavy metal concert that was part heavy metal concert and also a freak show Ooh. that was pretty cool i've never been anything i you Marissa, you have activated a memory in my brain that I have not remembered in like six years. <laughs> oh my god, it. thank you. Oh, I forgot all about that. I'm ne- so I'm never in Coney Island, but I have been in one of those. And there was that was you couldn't get away with doing stuff like that. I say freak show, but it was like they were like, We're the freak show, and it was like everyone doing all sorts of stuff like that. Like Yeah. There was some that was intense. That was a very intense night. We um like I said, I, I chose, I specifically chose my college because people there were maniacs and then I met more mm-hmm. maniacs and we were untamed animals in New York together. Um, and one of the things we like to do was um, go to Coney Island and get like super wasted and then hang out with the performers. And like, Ooh. we got like, private shows we were taught how to do tricks and stuff it was super fun that 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 has like a book written into it right there (laughs) oh my god that sounds like all the adventures you could have or have had oh yeah well like uh i uh i'm very good in an emergency and that Mm -hmm. gives me the a level of comfort to say yes to a lot of things that maybe (laughs) more rational people wouldn't say yes to. I feel that. I relate to that 100%. And people call me insane. I'm like, no, I'm just smart and want to have fun. You know, I want to have fun. And I'm experienced, you know, with, like, danger. So it's not like, you know, I know how to get out of most situations. Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) I'm fine. I'll get worried when something really bad happens. But if history is any judge then i also won't be worried then so i don't know i've i've said this recently in in interviews or and just talks with friends of mine in the comic book business when we're just chit-chatting and i i honestly think like those of us who work in the comic book field also i've had this with my boss over at sgs like and he agreed because he says i'm fucking nuts is that the people who work in comic books whether it's any of our jobs on art side, lettering, writer, anybody, we have the most interesting lives because it's never as simple as people think it is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with that story right there, you told, and then like <laughs> that alone right there, and then like shit, like it, when I'm not writing comic books, I'm taking care of crocodiles and alligators, and I work at a hospital with animals, like. Yeah. It, it, it is, you never know. And then, like, I, shit, I have, like, I'm almost working on a book. People have told me to write a book about stories in my life. Like, like you never know. Like, Exciting, yeah. Like, it could be, I, I honestly think that's the case. Like, we are the people who have seen a lot in life, and we're transferring, like, our fun as hell, or crazy as hell, depending, like, times in <laughs> life, and putting it into our art form. And I honestly firmly believe if you have a normal life, you're not going to make it in the comics. Maybe. I, I just... I tend to surround myself with like a little more wild of a grade of person, but yes. that that comes from like my family, right? Oh. Like uh, my my grandma uh, when she was eighty, she was like in Eastern Europe trying to like uh, help people flee war, oh, and Jesus. she was like, yeah, yeah, at eighty, and like 
we I remember us all getting really mad at her because uh, she like missed her train and the thing this is the kind of person she was the thing she decided was appropriate to do at 80 was run along the um, boarding plank and jump onto the train as it left Holy the station shit. And she like missed and cracked her skull again, but like she was fine. I don't again? know what it was made out of, but but yeah. So like it at like eighty, oh like, you gotta stop doing that. You're not sixty anymore. But you're not sixty anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that woman deserves a fucking movie. She, Holy she was, shit! She was she was a wild wild person. Oh my god, she sounds like the the granddad. I just we watched Watchmen with my girlfriend. Like she sounds like the granddad who's a hundred years old, and was like beating the shit out of racist people at a hundred years old. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he was going to town. Like, what the hell? Oh my god. Yeah, she was she was something. She was always up to she was always up to something. Yeah, I I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like. People be like, "Where's your grandmother? She's alive. You know where? No, <laughs> she's 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 somewhere. Oh, we'll know. get a letter eventually, and yeah, she'll tell us about all the orphans she's fostering now. And we're like, where did you find those children? Uh, is she still around? No, she recently Damn. passed. Uh, oh, she's like, uh, she was like ninety six, I think. Holy shit! Like. Yeah. She needs like we got you gotta have you have to do everything you can to make a book. <laughs> that's your comic right there. That is your fucking comic book. And like I know shit like you'd be like, and you know what's the beautiful part? You don't have to pay like like likeness fees or anything like that. It's right <laughs> your own idea, and it, no one's gonna take it. Like there you go, it's trademarked all on my family. I think actually one of my cousins might be working on a book about her, but I don't know. Oh, there you go. There's the book war. <laughs> Who's gonna yeah. make it first? <laughs> gonna make it first. Not me. I'm doing other no. stuff. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That is definitely fair. You're, you're in comics. It's fine. I mean, hey, yeah. It keep, comics does keep us busy, too. It really does. It really I mean, does. Like, what are, I know you can't say anything because of NDAs, and I feel that because there's stuff I want to talk about, but I can't talk about my own show because I'd get in trouble. <laughs> it's a bitch. Um, but, like, what's some of the things recently you've done in your job? Um, I started doing the Harlequin um, animated series comic, which oh, I'm really shit. excited about. Uh, I thought that cartoon was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so T. Franklin is writing it, and Max Saren is drawing it. And, like, that has been for a very long time a fantasy of mine to get to work with Max. So. Really? Oh, I'm so very it's a, excited it, we're working together. It's a dream come true sort of thing. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And then Tyler Esposito is lettering it. Oh. And it looks really, it looks like it's a really beautiful book. Pretty proud of it. Um, and then I got Black Manto with Val Delandro. Um, and I, Val and I met years ago and it, it took us a long time to, to start working together but once we did it was just like just simpatico so i love working mm. i love working with val also so it was that like symbiotic kind of relationship that just works with on books which is a goal to have like when when everyone can make it work together like that like it's it's beautiful because it shows in the work yeah yeah we just like 
we were talking about this in the colorist chat today about like um one of the things that comes up a lot is when you're coloring like you you have to be able to understand another person's thought process and uh sometimes sometimes you just don't mesh and mm. it's not it's not that either of you are bad artists or bad people or dislike each other it's just that you have different thought processes and then um sometimes you just mesh beautifully like uh trina farrell and allison sampson like they work really beautifully together um Very true and uh tired of biased mainstream media just want the news without agenda well, stop on by America First Podcast. We report every Sunday on the events that took place during the week. No bias, no agenda, just the news as it was meant to be. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, uh, AntennaPod, and Overcast. Tune in and stay up to date. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N, uh, just look for type in America First podcast. We're there. Got plenty of episodes for uh for now. We update regularly, as I said. So stay up to date to know what's going on. And as always, stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first. I mean, yeah, that it, you're not wrong at all. Like you're definitely not wrong. Like it's it's a thing and people like when you like or dislike like a person you're working with and shit like that too when i, I mean, when i worked in the film industry that was a thing like it was always the goal was to get a good crew because when it, like it, the cast wise too most definitely and yeah. like when when you're either acting or you're working on the crew together and shit it's it has to work like it's almost you once you understand each other like yeah, you're right. I can tell you went to college. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you're you not wrong. It's, brain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's a thing. Like, in order to make art, like people have to understand each other because it's a team, and the team has to blend and work together. Because if they don't, like, if one gear is out, it's noticeable on anything, like any yeah. art form that you do. For sure. Oh man, like it's. It's nuts. And you notice it too, like in comics sometimes. I won't name books, but there's some books that come out, you're like, all right, it's kind of weird. And, and like art and stuff like that too. But I mean, I don't, the show, I won't get into that because it's, we try to keep things a little bit positive on the show. Because uh, this is definitely not, you know, what is your uh, uh, kind of feeling about that? Because I, for one, am just tired of the shows, the other podcasts, one that just go on and riff and hate on all things comics these days. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. like, a huge fan of, uh, I'm not a huge fan of dunking on people. Um, yeah. It... And I definitely get the appeal and, you know, have had my vices in the past. But, like, ultimately, all it does is, like, mess up your own career and just, like, be mm -hmm. mean. That being yeah. said, I do love, like, I do love a good joke. I do love like um, a good roasting or something like that. Yeah. But like an okay Ooh. roasting word is acceptable. Uh, constructive criticism is always more go. helpful than a than a dunking. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just seemed like a thing that's been popping up, but I've never addressed it on the show. 
uh, before, and fans always been like, well, you guys tend to keep this problem. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hate just, like, if I don't like something, I just won't talk about it on, like, yeah. anything. It's like, this is how the fuck he, it's, it's the Kevin Smith role. They're like, oh, he's always positive, and he talks about shit he loves. It's like, yeah, because what's the point of wasting fucking effort about talking shit you don't love? I, I, trust me, I talk shit about clients that come into the hospital all the time. <laughs> and that's the most, I, like, that's what I do. As, like, when it comes to comics and art form and shit like that, no. Because, I, I don't know, you and I both work in this business, and we know, like, it's a lot of work. And so, like, I honestly, if I hate on something, I don't really even hate. Like, if I kind of dislike something, I kind of do for, like, five minutes when it comes to comics, and then I don't dislike it anymore. And people are like, well, you can't do that. Like, no, I can, because I understand a lot of people's work went into this. And that's the thing. Know the extenuating circumstances. Like, were they getting notes that were just untenable? Exactly. Were they like, uh, you know, having a baby or something during the process? Like, which is a thing. That's a thing more now more than ever after last year. Apparently. Yeah, shit. Like, a, like I say, Mazel Tov every time I go on Facebook anymore and see old <laughs> friends of mine. <laughs> just yeah. like we're having a kid. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> oh, um. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, but you're working on some really cool books there. I mean, like, has, have you, you don't have to say a name in, in case, like, you know, NDAs or shit like that, too. But, like, have you worked on something yet in your comics career that you, was a dream to come on? Or is that, that dream still out there? God, yeah. Like, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been very lucky. Here's the, here's the only issue. Um, I, <laughs> here's the problem. I can only think about what is due next week. So, I can tell you that I have been very blessed and delighted in my career, but I cannot tell you which books so square because I forgot. Oh. <laughs> but. So, so you, oh, that's perfect. You're like, they're like, oh, did you, do you remember this is now coming out? Like, I worked on that? I, I have legitimately done that. Really? There is, yeah, there's actually, uh, uh, I gave one of my friends a card one day. And it was like uh, for Hanukkah, it was the Hanukkah turtle. And uh, and so I gave them a card. And then like two years later, the card was displayed. And I was like, oh, my God, this card is so fucking cute. Where did you get it? And he goes, Marissa, you don't know where I got that? I was like, no, seriously, where did you get it? He's like, you drew that for me. I was like, whoa. I didn't know I could draw like that. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, you should be concerned about Alzheimer's here. It's like, oh, oh no. That'd be my fear. But that's, that's, you know what? Keep going, Marissa, because that's awesome. <laughs> you can't worry about leaking shit. No. No, you could tell me secrets till the cows come home, and I'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Just when this episode comes out, I'd be like, I did a podcast with that guy? Oh, Who the hell's he? Who's that? <laughs> No, I, I'll only remember because of the turtles and crocodiles. Oh, that's fair. I won't fair. the rest of our conversation, but I will remember turtles I remember that. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, that guy. Yeah, crocodiles are in that one. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> I think part of it, though, for me is, like, it's not... I've, I've been very fortunate to get to a place where my work isn't precious. And, like, mm. I still psych myself out sometimes with it. But, like... Ideally, I should be drawing so much that, like, no one drawing is precious. And and then if it's not precious, why would I remember it? You know what I'm saying? That's fair. That is really fair. I mean, but you know, I, it's, it sounds like you're just more dedicated, honestly. It's like you're dedicated to what's in the moment. And you're not I'm worried so about anything. I'm glad it comes off that way. <laughs> huh? This is... 
yeah, it, I, it's not bad though. <laughs> it's not a bad thing at all. Like I'm sitting there thinking about it. Like I wish I could have that trait because like I'll be working on a project. And I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go do this, or oh shit, I gotta do that. Like oh wait, did I did I missed my annul that I have? Like oh god, like all right, did I feed the cat? Like or be like, oh I forgot to send this text message, and then I'm like drawn away from the project. Like damn it. Or they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, wait, I got to promote this thing coming out. Like, oh, yeah. I got to do this. It's like, wait, no, stay in the moment. You're on the computer. Stay in a moment there. Like, oh, oh no, I can't. I, but you know what? I got to ask you, though, is mm-hmm. you people have said yay and nay on this. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on doing work like coloring one and listening to music? Whether with words or orchestral, like I like some orchestral, like trailer movie trailer music, like two wei, like I I listen to that while I work. Do you do that or no? People told me I'm atrocious for doing that, and people told uh, me that I'm great for doing it. So I, I want your opinion on this. I have well, I I won't dictate anything for anyone else. Like whatever your process is, it has to be a process that works for you, and that that process doesn't necessarily translate to anybody else. But I will say that I like flip through different things. Like um, I'll listen to podcasts for a while and maybe I'll watch a show for a while and sometimes I'll play music. So it's, it just like, you know, I'm again, very fortunate to be getting down to eight hour days. So it's less an issue to fill the audio space. Yeah. Like um, when, when I was working, like, 12 or 14 hour days I would just like it it's rough to listen to to 14 hours of anything you know that is true you tend to get a little <laughs> bit like brain dead you're like fuck yeah so so like with the with the shorter days it's easier but I like um I like a little bit of sound like if I'm working in a studio with people um whatever they're doing is fine um I just uh, I just like a little bit of sound. Yeah, it's it's weird to me, like working and like even with animals, I'll, I'll have some music playing or something like that or a podcast. And I mean, I, that's maybe a bad idea when working with a foot long, fourteen foot long anaconda. But yeah, I'm just listening to him, and I got one earbud in and one ear, one ear that's like, and both eyes on them. But people are like, I'd be distracted. Like, I don't understand. Like, like, and I've known friends of mine do this. Friends of mine do work in silence with it when writing or drawing. And I'm like, how, how, how do you just work there and go, or you're drawing or like whatever? Maybe like, to me, working in silence is hell. I just I can't do it. I will say when I'm writing, I do have to have silence. Really? But I think that's just because it it engages like a different part of the brain. Yeah, it, and it, when you're writing here, that's why I, I like orchestral a bit more because like when this is coming from a guy who's been a heavy metal freak show concert, but <laughs> like uh, I you know kind of going about like hearing other words and people talking and having conversations and trying to listen to that, but also trying to write your own sentences and conversations about people that don't exist. It's yeah. kind of, that, that is tough. That, yeah, I, don't know. It, it, I, I have a bad habit of like, you know, like the, whatever I'm listening to is just to fill space. It's not like I'm actively listening to it or actively yeah. absorbing it. But um, if, if somebody's like watching TV while I'm writing an email, 
I have a hard time because then I end up writing whatever is on TV in the email. Oh God, no! <laughs> oh no! Like, why'd you send, Marissa? Why'd you send an email about Geico? Oh shit! <laughs> ah, I'm just trying to help you with your insurance. Get yeah, that's it, man. It was the gecko. I had a sick gecko on there. Blame the gecko. Oh. Oh man. Well, that's cool though. That is cool. I mean, what are some of the the kind of kind of go back on it because I'm curious and I like for people who. I mean, well, actually, no. Hold on here. How long have you been working in comics? Because you went to school and college and stuff like that. And I, judging from social media, you don't seem like you're that. Uh, you're you're pretty young. You don't seem like you're that old. I mean, I say like I, I meant to say that, that, that to me. Say. I think it's my manic energy, but I'm Is almost it? forty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Get the fuck out, Jesus. Yeah, I'm almost forty. How long have you been doing comics then? Uh, only like ten years. Only ten. Only ten. Only ten. Wow. Wow. Okay, that's not bad at all. Comics, baby. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've been in it for two years, so. <laughs> Let me, let me tell you, like, ooh, comparison there. I mean, 10 years is a long time, though, in comics. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because it feels like 2020, like, was added on 20 years to our lives. I don't know. <laughs> sure, that could be it. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know, a, maybe. It's a tough grind, but, like, you know, I've done, like, fabrication and mm. working. When I was doing fabrication, you know, like, so that's, like, building furniture and stuff. Um, yeah. When you do that, and you do that for, like, 12 hours, 16 hours, oh, occasionally 24 hours, which is a fucking nightmare. Oh God, um, no. uh, like, the, the physical pain after that of just, like, 16 hours hard labor like that, it's, it's completely exhausting. And I would just, like, yeah. crash out. Um, but, like, comics is hard, and it's a different kind of hard. Um, but it doesn't give me the physical pain of fabrication. <laughs> no, you're not. I, as a guy, I did construction stuff with the Air Force in the past, so I 100% agree with that. Like, it it really... <sighs> It, yeah, like, I mean, it, one, it's a mental stimulant, and two, like, I would say, though, it does give you the mental fatigue. Yeah, it's a lot of rapid decision-making. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, how long were you in, in, the, in that business, though? Fabrication? Yeah. I think I did it for, like, two or three years. Oh, okay. What, what, what did two or three, you made it seem like you were doing it for, like, 20 years, Marissa. <laughs> You're like, oh, I've seen some shit in the fabrication world. Yeah, two years. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, um, I think that one, that one was really rough on me, because, like, uh, uh, how to put this diplomatically to myself. I, um, oh. I prefer, I prefer I prefer somebody's gonna make an incompetent decision that it be me making an incompetent decision. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fair. not my favorite when other people do that. And then I have to clean up the mess. So so I think that was like part of the huge stress of that job. And like the guys I worked with were real 
inappropriate with me and stuff like that. So Ooh, yeah, that would. It's like one thing it. when people are inappropriate online, I can just mute them. But it's another thing when you go into work and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. I. I like. I don't want to. Uh, now I'm trying to say shit diplomatically here. Yeah, like, well, I just, I don't want to come off on the wrong end and people are like, Dakota's a sexist asshole because I'm an equalist guy here. I love everybody. I really fucking do. So it's like, I, it, it love hate relationship with everybody. Uh, but like, yeah, no, I, I, there was a couple of jobs where I had kind of like that with, with uh, girls and guys. I, I won't say what job, but it's an own grocery store. So it was that. Um, but yeah, that whole thing. Besides the point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it can be a total jackass, you know. Yeah. Um, oh. So it's, that's never. It's never just one person. Yeah, there is. I, this kind of opened up the memory banks. So this us talking has opened up the memory banks. Swear to God, like there was there was a dude who came in who was like this really big ah fuck it i used to work at sprouts right after high school so mm. a guy came in i don't yeah fuck it i'll say name a guy came in there and he was like really high class dress i was just a kid cashier yeah. so i was just like you know just whatever and every now and then i worked the meat department in the you know, butcher so mm -hmm. i'm like all right i'm in there and i'm a cashier and he, I'm, he's doing and i'm being my normal outgoing personal self you know really really mm -hmm. crazy like i would have some conversation like I remember somehow me three minutes talk with an elderly couple and we were talking about their sex life for some unknown reason. I don't understand why things happen, Marissa. <laughs> like it I happens. was confused. And but the guy came in, come in, and he looked at me and he didn't really say many words. I'm trying and I'm talking to people around me and shit too. And and then him trying to talk to him one night. He you know, found conversations. He's like, Son, how old are you? And I was like, nineteen. He said, Well, you have a really good outgoing personality. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders. You got a good voice and stuff. And uh, and this guy looked like 30s almost, right? He said, you ever thought about being corporate? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you could bring your gifts and work in corporate business. You could make so much money. They would love you in the offices. You could be running a business. I'm like, yeah, he's like skyscraper business, boy. I could teach you the Wall Street things, all sorts of shit like that. And he's like, you got some good gift. I'm like, ah, maybe, brother, I don't know about that. Business ain't my strong suit and shit like that. And he's like, you better do some good with your gifts. Here we are, three fucking, or, well, not three. Here we are years later on a fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I guess now. he was right. Just oh not about God. the skyscrapers. No. And it's like, you never know where you're going to go. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I don't know what made me think about that. That was a thought I haven't had in years. I was like, you should do good in the Wall Street business. And now I'm writing books. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit comics uh was comics one of your ultimate goals I kind of yeah yeah it was um because I, I i've been going by for a few years in my life when i was like a teenager i kind of went to the live two by two morals is creativity and conservation so uh -huh. the animal stuff was on on hold for a few years or a couple years and then um now I'm back into it, doing the medical and working at a sanctuary preserve and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh. But the creativity side was film. And so I did film for a few years. And comics was the goal eventually. Yeah. But I didn't know. And then I got hooked up with SGJ's Comics. And we've been doing work there with that new company for a couple of years now. So, like, that I never thought would actually happen. 
Yeah. Right? But it was a thing of like, I do want to do it one day. Yeah. And then writing film tie-in comic books. And then, like, I wrote... I, it sounds very loserish, but I know people have done it. But, like, I, I had ideas when I was a kid, and I wrote them in a comic book form and created all this shitty PowerPoint art, because like, PowerPoint is only thing I had on the computer. And I did all this crazy stuff and wrote, like, a bunch of different scripts, character designs, all sorts of shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, maybe one day I'll do it. One day. And I'll have this on backup. You know, maybe I'll go to a convention and do it. Went to plenty of conventions, never took it with. To, like, as a portfolio sort of thing. And then, because writers, that never really works at all. So then, <laughs> it's tough as hell. And then I was just like, yeah, and did the film industry thing for a while. And then I interviewed one guy, the AJ, and he and I was like, you know what? He's got this new indie company popping up. Let me see if I can send him. So I sent him an email saying, hey, I got an idea. You want to take a look at it? He's like, sure, we're looking for new writers. Gave it to him, and he got accepted. So I was like, holy shit, who knew? That's like, awesome. it, Yeah, like, so it was that thing of like, yeah, in a way, short, long-term, short answer to that question, yeah. <laughs> then it just... I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah, like, it, I just never thought it would actually happen. <laughs> like, I really, I've done a lot of crazy shit. I've flown planes, all sorts of other jazz like that, but I'm like, I can never be a comic book writer. Who's going to take me? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, who knew? But yeah, no, that was, look, look at you interviewing me now. What the hell? The twist of turns of events, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't look away from me. I'll pull a trick. That's fair. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Uh, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. What about you though? Like, did you was it ever that sort of thing with you? So, um, when I was uh, when I moved to Portland when I was a kid, um, Dark Horse is here, and mm-hmm. so the the libraries were all stocked with Dark Horse comics. Um, I was like reading those and a lot of manga. Uh, Jealous. We had a lot of like. Um, you know, uh, we have a, a pretty large uh, Asian population here, and so we have like a lot of Asian markets. So it was really easy mm. just to get, just really easy to get manga. Um, relative fair. to what it was like to get it elsewhere in the '90s, I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know how old you are, but like in the '90s, it was a challenge to get. It's a challenge to get media. You really, yeah. Considering really... like, edit, it was on like turntable comics. Like, yeah, yeah they had to get the spinner rack and shit like that. Still in the nineties, like, yeah. Um. So, uh, like, yeah, like bigger nerds I knew would do the like bigger weebs would do the like um mail order stuff. Uh, mm. but I just got what was available. Um. And then, like, you know, Mike Mignola would talk at our library and stuff. So it was, that like... is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, like, I wanted to do it, and I did, like, comics. Um, but there were two big hang-ups. Um, one, being a woman in comics in the 90s was super not fun. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, and, like, I go to comic book conventions with my guy friends. And, like, uh, not... Not the most fun environment to be a teen girl. Um, and then uh, the other thing was, like I said, I thought you had to do it all. And so in college, I hung out with like comic book artists. Um, like uh, two of my good friends are John Rivera and Joe Flood. Um, oh, yeah, and, and we'd hang out like 
a lot. Um, Joe's doing good. He has like a family and stuff now, so we talk less. But John and I still talk super regularly. Good. And uh, uh, and then when I was working in a cafe, when I was like, yeah, it must have been thirty-ish. I was either twenty-nine or thirty, something like that. Mm. And, uh, and and Dave Stewart came in, and he was. Oh. He was being all like coy and humble about who he was. And then I realized he was like this colorist that I adored and worshiped. And I was like, it, it just rocked my world. And then the next time he came in, I asked him a bunch of questions and he got all embarrassed. But then I like, um, then I put my nose to the grindstone. And I was like, okay, I know this is a job. So now I'm going to make it my job. And I just like went to conventions constantly and like, improved my portfolio and like tried to figure out how to do it and just like worked really hard to get it done (laughs) and and then got very lucky it seemed like that moment clicked in with dave and then it just after that that was like the domino to fall yeah it seems like once that went through and then you did a portfolio anyway you powered through you saw you saw though what it was like beforehand and you're like i'm not gonna do that shit and i'm not gonna like be a, a contribute to that sort of thing when I'm gonna be someday and you went and fucking made it. I like it, Marissa. So that's <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good indeed. Like that's awesome. I get I've been very fortunate. Yeah. Which I think is a lot of us in this business. Like unless like no one's born into being a comic book creator or artist or anything like that. You're not really handed the job unless maybe Jeff like if you if your dad's Jeff Johns or some shit, maybe. But like like I don't know. Um even you still have to work for it. You do. Like, you really have to work a while to be into it. Like, I, those, when I'm, when you asked me the question and I told you I made those books, like, I didn't, I didn't send it in anywhere on a Comic Con, but I sent it into like all these different companies in the mail in shipping and whatnot. And I sent in a bunch of different shit to them and I made like binders and each one got a binder and this package and shit like that. Of course, I got zero emails back about anything. Sure. So I was like, all right. Well, I'll keep them here and I'll keep trying every now and then. But it's like this, it's that thing where if you want to be, if anybody who's in it professionally, like us, we're in it and we worked hard to be there. Like, I think everyone's like, oh, you just maybe like drew something once and then you just got into it. No, you work fucking hard. You hustle. The people at the top of DC and Marvel had to hustle like a son of a bitch for years before they could even get up there. You know, like it's, it's a whole thing and a half. Like we, we're hardworking sons of bitches, Marissa. Yeah, it's true. You just don't get far here without working hard. No, not at all, not at all. But I love that though. God damn, you can write about you. Can be you, whenever you write a book about anything, you can be like, so I worked hard and became a comic book artist. But I wanted my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, I do want to say because we're coming up to almost an hour here, is that uh, I do want to say is thank you for having, being on the show. This has been a blast. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, this, this, this has been a lot of fun. I think informative for people in a way, too. And I it's so. just like a really, I mean, maybe, I don't know. If people don't get shit from it, I can't help them. I'm sorry. But if, if nothing else, they, they have some blackmail on me. <laughs> or somebody you know listens to this show and like sends you uh, something to do with furniture, and that'd be fantastic. <laughs> They're like, oh, I never knew. <laughs> that'd be, if they didn't know about it, that'd be great. 
Yeah. Well, Actually, I really, the thing I liked about Fabrication was, like, I liked all the technical stuff. I really liked, um, I was, I did finishing. So you have to be, like, very clean, very precise, um, and very knowledgeable about, like, pigments and materials and woods and stuff like that to do it. And I, I just, I really adore doing that kind of thing. Fair enough. I mean, that's. Because it's, a, I think, it's an art form within itself. Ooh. Yeah, which is a hundred. Of... Oh, now you kind of want me to get to try it out. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it. So I got too much on the plate already. Uh, <laughs> what though can people? Because now's the time where I like, you know, guess who are on the show here to come promote themselves a little bit here. It's the oh. business section. <sighs> what do you got coming out that you can talk about that you remember? Let me actually. I can look at my planner here. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh that's how you make it work. That's, oh my God, my pride and joy is my planner. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't know. I think that's on hold. So that's on hold. We got, uh, I did a uh, Mad Hatter. I did, oh, I have some uh, historic comics coming out for the New York City public school system. Oh. about uh sylvia johnson and about oh brain uh why is my brain not giving me access <laughs> um uh well about some important uh queer historical figures um oh. and then uh i have uh, Harley Quinn animated series. I have Black Manta. I have Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Hopefully is coming back. I haven't heard word in a little bit. I need to follow up on that. Mm. Uh, I have some Wonder Woman annual stuff coming up. Um, and then some potentially really cool dream come true stuff coming up, but Ooh. it just, it just depends. It just depends. depends on how it works out. <sighs> yeah, right. so, so... it's just like getting a lot of people to, getting people to do things is hard. <laughs> that is true. That is very, very true. Uh, uh and then if there's any beginner colorists out there, um, hit me up on Twitter, Marissa Draws, and then I'll get you into some of the, there's uh, Nick Filardi runs a Discord for beginning colorists. So that is cool. go there. Um, Chris uh, Sotomayor, uh, I recently popped in to do guest critique in his class, and that was very popular. Um, and, you know, hopefully I should have some more teaching opportunities coming up. We'll see. we'll see what happens. I mean, I, you know what? You could tell you've been busy and you weren't shitting <laughs> around about being busy because that is a lot right there. Oh, is it? Oh. That's like a half of what I usually do. <laughs> is it really? Oh, to me, it seems like a lot. I don't know why, but it, to me, it doesn't seem like a lot. Well, you have another job, so. That is fair. That is fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always working. <laughs> There's, I really, yeah. They're like, why do you look tired? I'm like, I got five different jobs in total if you count them all. <laughs> I love every single one, but you just get tired. Yeah, yeah. 
What do you have to promote? Um, that, that, hmm, hmm. I almost got in trouble there. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I can't say Yeah, I can't say shit about it because it's, oh, okay. All I got to say is to so people who are listening to this episode within the next month or so, because my God, do people listen to the three years of episodes I have? Uh, the numbers really show. Uh, but in the next month, should be some stuff coming out with, with with the comic company I work for SGGS. Just just know that, and that's it's stuff exciting. that's been working on for a while. I'm I, oh, um, problem is I'm a really good hype man, and I can't do that right now. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. Oh, it was like when I worked in film and I I worked on a movie and I couldn't talk about it at all, and I got to meet like Greg Grumberg. And I got oh. to talk with him for a while. I had pictures and shit like that together. And I couldn't put anything about there about it. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, fuck. And I had to wait like a year. And I was like, damn it. Like, I wanted, like, I, t- I would tell people, like, on the down low. But, <laughs> but it was the very hard, like, my dad or something like that. But, yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's fun to talk about stuff. Right? Yeah. But just now, it'll be out there, folks. It'll be out there. It'll be out there. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I do want to say, Marissa, thank you again for coming on the show. Like, oh, this, my pleasure. I'll, I'll let you know when the episode comes out. Cool. Oh, yeah, this has been fun. Now, I have to, like, stop myself. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. This is really bad. Okay. But, yeah, I will let you know when the episode comes out. Marissa, I, I tell us every now and then on the show is you are actually welcome to come back anytime, too, if you've got anything you want to promote. Oh, thank you so much. All right. You have a good rest of your day, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye.